0: And I'm My name is Brianna I'm also in the eighth
1: grade. Um, we are here so with what? our guest Miss Cook, Cook and she's a therapist. Miss Cook, please introduce yourself.
0: Hey
2: y'all I am so excited to be here with you all. Uh, my name is Shandrika Cook and I am a mental health therapist. I have been a therapist for about twelve years and I'm super excited to be here at Southampton. So thank y'all for having me. We do have
0: a couple of questions for
2: you. Okay, let's go. Well,
0: what do you like about being a therapist?
2: Um, what I like about being a therapist is I like the fact that I get to help people a lot and I get to help them process their feelings and I get to help them be in a space of developing healthy coping skills and healthy mental health while they deal with life situations.
1: What do you find challenging about that?
2: I find challenging that there are sometimes that people don't follow through with therapy, right? They come to their first session um and they may um, not come up with their follow-up session. And so the frustrating part is they may start to tell me what their problem is, and then all of a sudden they stop. They don't, they're don't. they not there anymore. So that's the challenging part, making sure people are so consistent in getting their mental health.
1: What do you like about your job?
2: Oh, uh, what I like about my job. I like the fact that... Um, I get to meet a lot of people that come from different backgrounds, that are different ages, and deal with a lot. They face a lot. So I get to hear people's testimonies. I get to hear how people are um, triumphing through things. So I love to hear just the stories of others.
0: like Their origin story.
2: Yeah, their origin story. How long have you
0: been in this
2: role? Twelve good great years
1: (laughs) what tips can you provide to help us cope when we are feeling bad or sad
2: say it one more time
1: what tips can you provide to help us cope when we are feeling bad or sad
2: so tip number one talk about your feelings talking is definitely a great thing having a safe place and safe people to talk about your feelings is an awesome thing so talk to a friend You know, talk to somebody who may be relatable to you, maybe not a friend, maybe an adult, so talk to somebody. Tip number two, journal. Write down your feelings or draw your feelings, right? If you're a good draw, write down or draw your feelings. Tip number three, go talk to the therapist, right? Go talk to your school counselor. If it becomes overwhelming, talk to an adult that's safe to you.
0: Like, what if... People have hard
2: time talking about their feelings. Mm, that's a good question. So, if they have a hard time, a good thing is just not having to talk about your feelings, right? Talk about anything else. Your feelings are getting involved. So, for instance, if you talk to me about those Fritos you was eating, right? <laughs> and you tell me how good the Fritos were. Eventually, you'll start telling me your feelings. And I can help you identify your feelings, right? And we can talk about those feelings, we can talk about how those freedoms make you feel, and then we can talk about what else makes you feel that way, right? So then we can talk about your emotions and grow into building a relationship. We call it rapport building. That means building a relationship with the client and then allowing them to kind of guide the conversation.
0: Which disorder do you think is the most complex, like, interesting as a therapist?
2: Woo! Good, good question. <laughs> um, I think the most complex is probably going to be um, depression because it comes in various forms, right? Um, it could be depression where somebody just doesn't have the energy to do anything. They don't want to go anywhere. They don't want to be around people. They just want to be isolated in the dark by themselves, not taking care of their hygiene or anything like that. But then we may have a person who's depressed and even suicidal who's always on the go, always making friends, always a social butterfly, and then we may lose them to suicide. So that's a really, really hard thing because if they're always going and they're always doing and everybody knows who they are, and then they, they decide to take their lives, then... That's hard to understand because we've always seen them so social, so outgoing. So I think depression is the hardest one. Mm.
1: So if I wanted to do the thing that you did, how would you think I should start?
2: So if you wanted to become a therapist, what do I think you should start? Become a mentor. Mentor somebody who's younger than you. Kind of be a support system. The main thing about my job is building rapport. And, again, building rapport is kind of like connecting with somebody, right? Building a relationship with a stranger. And sometimes it's hard to build a relationship with somebody who is not someone you have commonalities with, right? So a lot of my clients may not be Christians, and I'm a Christian. So I got to still learn how to be rapport with them. Uh, And still help them process their problem, even though we may have different beliefs or different attributes, right? And so that's the good thing about it. Um, So being in a space of just really creating healthy relationships with strangers and doing so. So I say start by being a mentor. Kind of explore. Find you somebody who is a therapist. That you can follow and kinda of ask questions and see them at work, right? So that's another thing. And then it's it's some it's some years. You gotta have to take some years. So it's a eight year process. So well seven and a half year process.
1: What are some activities that you can offer to kids like us that will help us to not get depressed?
2: Ooh, activities. Um, let's think. Always be active, connect with people who are like you. So if you like podcasting find you some podcasters right um always look for positive stuff we have social media and, and what's so great about your generation is you have access to so much stuff but what's so not great about your generation, y'all have access to so much stuff, right? You have so many social media platforms. So making sure that you remain positive, you stay in a positive things. Like when you're looking at social media, you're scrolling, you're looking at positive things, making sure you're following positive people, um, making sure you're taking time to just check in with yourself. What you feeling? How you feeling? Right? Not just feeling hungry. Oh, I'm hungry. But if I'm feeling sad, making sure you labeling those feelings. If you're feeling... Uh, overwhelmed saying i'm overwhelmed and voicing those feelings so definitely um being able to have that uh emotional vocabulary so building your emotional vocabulary is definitely good okay.
0: what hobbies would you recommend for like um depression or any other uh, mental disorders
2: Ooh, you asking good questions girl um hobbies oh my gosh so if i'm depressed I definitely uh, suggest that you be in a group. So, they have support groups for everybody who have mental health disorders. So, you have anxiety, there's an anxiety support group, there's a depression support group, you have bipolar support group. So, maybe joining those support groups can be one of the places. And even though it's not a hobby, it can definitely create people or connect you with people who maybe have hobbies that you like to explore, right? You, when you're depressed, you never want to put yourself in a place where you're doing something by yourself. So if it's um, coding, right? So I know some of y'all do coding. Um, I don't ever want to just be with people who just do coding because that's an isolated situation. So it makes me stay at home. So maybe somebody who goes to the library or does um, book hopping, right? Or somebody who may just... Walking the park, any of those things. Walking, exercising is definitely good for any type of mental health disorder because of the endorphins, right? Get you pumping, get you happy, right? So as long as I'm exercising, eating healthy, so maybe uh, creating smoothies and things of that nature can be a good thing. Not eating too much sugar can definitely be a great thing. It's going to be hard for me. <laughs> it's going to be hard for you. <laughs> any more questions? Um, yes, sir. Do, do you have any questions for us? Sure! I sure do. So one question I have is, what do you think depression looks like for you?
1: For me?
2: For you. What um, does depression look like?
1: Like, sometimes, um, so I did have it one time when I was um, 12, but like I didn't come out of my room. I didn't eat. I stopped eating um, for... Two or three months because of that and that also caused me a very bad time and because i have seizures too it was very bad for me and then and i had to go to the hospital daily because of it and then they told me i had to eat and then they gave me this type of medicine to to um drink for it but i just felt like i didn't want to do anything anymore like i was just on my bed and i didn't want to get out of my room and i don't want to do anything like everybody else does so
2: do you did you know what triggered your depression? What triggered it? What, what made you get to that state?
1: What made me get to that state was sometimes when I would fight with my brother Because I love my brother and he's like my favorite person But sometimes he could really say the stuff that hurts me the most so That really hurt me Sometimes the stuff that would happen it made me like that. So I didn't want it.
0: Yeah, okay Anybody else?
1: The pressure Um. to me is like when somebody they just wear all black and they just turn emo. Like I'm not trying to be funny, but but like that's how I
0: think the pressure is. Okay. What about you? For me, I think of it as like a glass of water. I know it might sound weird, but I'm being so serious. It's like. So you have so your water is like your all your happiness, right? Mhm. And it tips over. That's basically like all your happiness going out of the glass. Mm. And the more it just goes out, the more depression, depression you have. And when it's empty, you're just full of depression. That's what mm. I think. That's a good good analogy. What about you, sir? Um,
2: you said depression? Yes. Not, not talking. That could be a start of depression. So th- has anybody had any experience with somebody trying to commit suicide or yeah. um, talking about it?
1: Yeah, because my mom told me that her sister saw one of the co- our cousins get shot by her boyfriend. Mm. And she said she wanted to kill herself. Oh,
2: wow. Yeah. Trauma could definitely do it. Anybody else?
1: Um... Me, my cousin, um, she lost her brother, which Mm. is also my cousin, and it was very sad because my cousin, he died in a bad way, and then that hurt her, and then she would say all the time that she never wanted to be here Mm. and all that, and one time she actually tried doing it, and it was just horrible.
2: Do you remember what way she tried? She,
1: I remember, like, she just broke a mirror. They said she broke the mirror because when we went in her room, the mirror was just broken everywhere, mm. and she was using that.
2: To cut herself. Yes. Yeah. Does anybody know what to say to a friend if they're feeling suicidal or, or what to ask a friend? If they'd be like, oh, I want to kill myself, go ahead.
1: Well, I would say, just, just me personally, I would say, um, like, how was your day?
2: How's you doing? If you're alright, you can, you know, if you're not alright, you could just come talk to me. Yeah, I'll be nice to them. So, so let me tell you this. If a friend is feeling suicidal and they say, I feel like killing myself, the first thing you need to ask them is, um, if you feel like killing yourself, do you have a plan? Right? So, I know that's weird, right? Asking a friend, like, that, that may cause them to be suicidal. It's not going to cause them to be suicidal. It's not going to cause them to follow through. It allows them the opportunity to talk to somebody to talk the plan out. You ever had an idea and in your head it sounded good, but when you said it out loud, you'd be like, that was a dumb, dumb idea. Like, that didn't that did come out the way I was thinking. That's how it can be for a person who's being suicidal, right? So asking them about the plan can definitely help. And so if they say, yes, I got a plan, the second question you need to ask is do you have means to that plan, right? Do you have access to any of the things that you can use to that plan? So if they have pills, if they're saying, yeah, I'm going to take the pills, the pills in the cabinet, um, they say if it's the glass, or if they say it's a knife, whatever they decide to do, they say they have access to it. And then if they say, yes, I got a plan and I got access to it, then you go tell somebody, right? So the ultimate goal is to keep that friend safe. Whenever we have somebody who's suicidal, all confidentiality goes out the door. Our ultimate job is to save that friend and keep that friend safe. However, if that friend decides to follow through, I don't want you to feel like, oh, my gosh, there's more I could have done. Sometimes there are people who have just made up their minds, and we can't change their minds, right? And so we can't hold on to the guilt long as we did our part, right? So long as we do our part, that's all that matters, right? So keeping their friends safe, giving them access to the number 988. So the suicide number is 988. So if you ever have a friend that's saying, I'm feeling suicidal – um, I need some help. I need to talk to somebody. Oh, I'm in a crisis. Give them the number nine eight eight. That's a suicide hotline here in Alabama. They could call four one one, and that's a crisis. So if they can't, they don't want to go to a council or they don't want to tell their family or friends, they could call four one one and let them know they're in a crisis, and they could connect them to the crisis line. Okay. All right. Any more questions? Um, uh,
1: what's a what's a crisis?
2: What is a crisis? Good, 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 good question. A crisis is anything you feel like you can't get yourself out of. Right? So it's, a crisis could be, a crisis could be losing your keys for some people. A Crisis could be having no snacks for some people <laughs> Right? That could be a crisis. A crisis is anything you feel like you can't get yourself out of and that you desperately need. Yes, ma'am. Have you ever dealt
0: with a psychopath? <laughs>
2: we don't call them psychopaths. We call them psychotic disorders. And yes, I have had someone who's had a psychotic episode in a psychotic disorder. Any more questions? No. 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 no? I have uh, just one more
0: question. I know. Okay. Okay. I'm talking too much on my bad. But um have you ever dealt with
2: trauma yourself as a therapist? Oh, good question. I, I, yes sorry, <laughs> good question. Yes, I have. Um so one traumatic event that I, I had to deal with. I had a client and a client had a addiction and the client had been beaten like she she was a black woman. She was a little fair-skinned and black woman. She had been beaten by her husband. And she had turned color, so she was in a traumatic way. She had made it to our clinic. And she was screaming my name, and I didn't hear her. But everybody in the clinic heard her scream my name. And so I had to really calm her down. Um, but seeing her body bruised up and beaten was very traumatic for me. And I was just maybe... I had been a therapist about three years when it happened, so that was really traumatic for me. Mm-hmm. Yes, That's ma'am. So so okay. Um,
1: have you
2: ever went to therapy as a child? Or like- I did go to therapy. So when I got divorced in 2013, I went to therapy um, to process my divorce. I also went to therapy to process my best friend who died when I was 19 in college. I'm um, she got murdered by her coworker, and so I didn't find out until three months after she had died that she had actually died. Because we weren't talking, and so um, we weren't we. I didn't answer the phone when they called to tell me because uh, I thought it was her and I wasn't ready to talk. And then when I was ready to talk, she had been dead for three months.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah.
2: Sometimes you should take the risk and
0: talk to somebody. Yeah, and I've had to. Any more questions? No, it, it was very nice talking to you. Yeah. Today is about hair products right. and the different kinds of products hair. that black, young, beautiful queens use for their hair. Bye. Good morning, everybody.
1: I'm your co host, and I'm, my name is Carmen. And today we are going to be talking about hair products. So is Araya. I have been struggling on the internet for a little while. And I see that it's starting to get a little cold outside, so you know what that means. Everybody's going to have to change up their products because the products they've been using over the summer, it's just summer products, like, you know, to keep their hair
0: um moist. Yeah,